Welcome to the Mid-Market CFO Circle podcast powered by Radius One. I'm your host, Madhurima Gupta. I'm working as Senior Product Marketing Manager at High Radius. We hear you, Mid-Market CFOs, and we understand the challenges that you face every day at work. On this podcast, we bring you conversations with CFO community to help solve problems that you face every day. Our speaker today is Travis Smith. He is currently working as CFO at Daylight, an AIA Industries company, which manufactures skylights and daylight solutions. Travis has extensive experience across manufacturing, multi-unit retail, restaurants, professional services, and nonprofit management. Last year, he also published a book. It's called Accelerate Your Business in 45 Minutes. And the book explains the steps that any business owner can take to grow their business exponentially. On that note, I'd like to welcome Travis to the show, and I'm looking forward to understand from him how CFOs can find the right automation solution for their needs. Hi, Travis. Hi. It's great to have you on the show today. Thank you for taking time. Absolutely. I'm very excited to be here. So, Travis, the very first question that I have for you is to understand what are the steps that a CFO should plan to ensure that he can get the AR automation right? It's really important to do your research and take time to evaluate the company needs in order to figure out exactly what the best solution is going to be to put in place. Um, I see a lot of organizations kind of skip those initial steps and jump directly to product selection or product implementation without doing the full analysis of where they're at in their company, looking at workflows, product responsibilities, and um, you know the, the ideal solution really comes from that analysis and evaluation. I think the other piece of it is collaboration. Uh, bringing in the team members in the organization who actually do the day-to-day work is really important because they understand the challenges that the organization faces, the challenges that they face. And usually they have some really great ideas about things that could be improved upon. And if you bring them into the process, they'll really have an ownership feel and buy-in. And I feel like that helps set you up for success. And, you know, when CFOs are planning it properly, right, and they're analyzing the challenges that they are trying to solve or they are able to identify, what should the CFO officers do to ensure that they don't miss out on important areas, right? Ensuring that things are not overlooked. I think that really also comes back to the collaboration piece. Um, That's just one of the things that I grew up in business uh, really having instilled in me is is that many minds are better than one mind. Mm -hmm. And involving the individuals who actually do the day-to-day work is a huge piece because they know all of the steps and intricacies involved. And a lot of times, uh, you know, as, as individuals rise up or titles rise up in an organization, they get more and more disconnected from those actual day-to-day steps uh, that their teams face in the trenches. So I think that that's just the biggest thing they can do is make sure that they solicit input. Um, they don't take it personally on things that are or are not working as well as they could be. And they involve their team members in finding the solutions. Now, since you mentioned soliciting inputs from team members, one of the things that we've heard here at High Radius from a lot of CFOs that we've spoken to is that often the problem that makes the maximum noise gets attention, right? And uh, it could also be the problem that uh, eventually feeds your cash flow that gets, uh, you know, most uh, 
noise, right? And most privilege of being heard first, right? And that generally happens with collections. So what we have seen is that a lot of times uh, CFOs overlook other parts of, let's say, the accounts receivable function, right? The most important aspect of optimization and prioritization often becomes the collections, right? So why do you think that happens? And have you seen that happen in the first place? Well, I mean, we've all heard the saying cash is king, right? right. So that's where individuals tend to focus is on the cash piece of it. Um, where they tend to miss is in the details that actually goes into uh, the struggle that they're having in collecting that cash. Um, you know, a lot of times it could all the way back to the sales process and how are uh, contracts being written? What's the communication with the customer around expectations and pay schedules? Um, and then, you know, you can push that forward to the relationships that the accounting team or the accounts receivable team uh, has or can create with the customers. Uh, if you have good relationships and you foster good relationships, just a person to person, then when those calls are being made, it's a much easier conversation. So there's a lot more that goes into that collections piece than just getting the check in the door and making sure it gets applied correctly and is you know in the bank and reflected on the financial statements. There's a lot of detail behind that that can really make or break that collection process. And what about ensuring that, um, you know, let's say collections area making the most noise doesn't uh, overshadow the other areas that need attention? So how can a CFO ensure that they're able to cut through the clutter and actually uh, identify the underlying pain points or underlying challenges? in the uh, office? So what I've used in the past is kind of a flow charting mechanism um, or a value stream mapping process. And in that process, um, you know, you really take everything from beginning to end, all of the different steps that are involved, again, like I said, all the way back to the sales process and contracts. And then you write through uh, what those steps are. And the important part to it is putting a time to it. So certain activities may take five minutes. However, if there's a wait time of two days on that, that really can start to add up as you work across the process. And so through value stream mapping, it's a visual tool that really helps people see where your bottlenecks are and where the opportunities for improvement are. And uh, I'm a very visual person. It's a very effective tool that I've seen used in organizations for process improvements everywhere. However, uh, it could easily be applied to something such as cash collections. And um, you mentioned that you can list out all the areas that need your attention. Now, can you explain when you've listed out all of these problems, why is it important to prioritize the right set of challenges and how should a CFO figure those out? So the key um, to being able to get the best solution is identifying the proper areas for improvement, just as you mentioned, correct? And so when you look at that visually, whether it's across the whiteboard or in one organization, we used uh, the big easel pads and actually wrapped the process around our entire conference room, it shows where the challenges are. And bringing in the individuals who are responsible for the areas as you're mapping that out, again, provides you with the insight to what the struggles are. And what you may find is that some of the struggles can easily be fixed because you have duplication of process or one individual believes they're waiting on 
another individual when they really are not. And so by laying that out and going through that process and really understanding it in detail should help everybody identify the true pain points. Some are gonna be easy, quick wins, and some are gonna take more work and effort. However, it's something that can be done um, relatively easily once it's all laid out in front of you. And what about, um, you know, the fears that some CFOs have in terms of being left behind in booming competitive economy. What should CFOs do to overcome this fear? Well, I think, you know, everybody in the world right now is facing labor shortages and talent shortages. Um, I have yet to meet an executive where we've had a conversation and they just tell me that they have all of the amazing employees that they need, right? right. And so when it comes to evolution, I think that something that's going to become even more critically important is going to be the automation side of businesses. Two fronts on that. One is we have to be able to get a higher productivity from our employees. And the easiest way to do that is to help them automate some of their tasks. And two, whether it's because the labor force is shrinking or the business is growing, companies have to be able to leverage more productivity out of employees. And so when that's done properly, it can really drive a massive impact to the bottom line from a profitability standpoint, and it can help alleviate some of the pain points that we're seeing with labor shortages and talent shortages in, in the economy right now. And Travis, in your experience, if we talk about accounts receivables in specific, right, then what are the top uh, tasks or processes that you would recommend CFOs to automate right away that can directly improve employee productivity? Yeah, so obviously issuing of invoices um, can be a time-consuming process, uh, right? For every sales transaction, whether you're selling one item or 10,000 items, you have to issue an invoice to your customer in order to get paid. Um, that's an area where depending on your systems, you may be able to generate automatic invoices um, electronic communication is, you know, pretty much the standard now. So making sure your system can generate the invoice and automatically email it to your customers um, drastically cuts down on the amount of time that it takes for that to get received and processed on the other end. And then I think the other piece to this is automated communication and setting up some workflows so that your system can automatically send reminders on unpaid invoices to the clients or customers in order to make sure this stays top of mind and it's getting in front of the right people. Um, it takes a long time for a person to sit down and type out emails or go through an AR aging, make calls, follow up. And those are really easy, automatable steps with the software that's out there today. And um, what about, uh, you know, figuring out the areas where you know, automation at times doesn't work, right? Um, so often, you know, companies implement certain automation software, it could be a simple RPA bot, but they don't see success with it immediately. Would you recommend a certain time frame that CFOs should let these um, solutions run for before coming to any conclusion on whether an automation solution is working for them or not? Well, I think it probably depends upon scale a little bit, um, both size of organization and scale of the project and implementation. Um, it's always a learning curve and there's always bugs that have to be worked out on any kind of implementation, whether it's an automation implementation or an ERP implementation or just implementing new processes and procedures. And all of that is going to come with any sort of automa automation. 
um, you know, the process and procedures that the employees go through every day is going to change. And so you have to devote the time to proper documentation, to proper training, then go through the continual improvement loop. And I think that in order to truly do that effectively, again, depending on the size of the organization and the teams, you have to at least go nine to 12 months before you could really say, you know, if the automation is or is not going to work. Um, it's just a, it's a long process and there's a lot of steps and details into actually getting it to work and being successful. And I do see organizations cut off projects short because they think it's the magic silver bullet. And really it just takes hard work, dedication, and continual improvement in order to get it over the finish line. And um, Travis, you know, I noticed that you've worked across dozens of company across your career, right? So uh, I wanted to understand that whenever you were in these companies, your um, your peers within the company, uh, what were their outlook towards implementing automation solutions for finance function? <laughs> Early in my career, um, there was more resistance uh, to making that investment because it really is a cost. And a lot of business owners see it just as a sunk cost and a cost center that doesn't generate any true revenue, right? It's not like sales or manufacturing where they're generating products uh, or selling products that can generate revenue. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of organizations struggle to invest in things like IT and proper systems and automation uh, because they don't necessarily see the value. And so it really is up to you know, the CFO or the different department leaders to be able to create a presentation and bring that back to the executive leadership team or the decision makers and show the value. And value is not always in revenue or net profits. However, when you automate and you are more efficient then you can realize better profits. And that's the key metric, right? Everybody gets excited about net profit, net income. And so when you can say, hey, I can do 15 to 20% more work with the same labor cost, that has a huge impact on the bottom line. And that's really important when you're making that presentation to the business leaders. And what about, uh, you know, helping mid-market CFOs ensure um, the fact that AI is a solution that they should be thinking about implementing today uh, and not wait far ahead in future. Is that something that you believe in? It is. I mean, I think that every day uh, that goes by, we see less and less people in the workforce. Uh, we see business complexity increasing. And with the supply chain challenges in the world today, right, we're seeing a pinch on our margins and on our bottom lines. And so it's not going to get any better. I don't believe in the foreseeable future, especially in the mid-market companies. And so making that investment now should help save long-term pain and put them a little bit further ahead, hopefully than their competition, which always gives a leg up towards uh, you know, success on the long run. So Travis, if I had to ask you three key areas that a mid-market CFO should immediately automate in their organization, right? What would these three areas be? Well, I think automation in marketing is mm -hmm. really important. Mm -hmm. um, the, the virtual marketing is, is critical to organizations. I think automation and accounting um, or account around the accounts receivable function is also very important. Cash is king. We've got to be able to get it in the door faster and easier. And then I think the third piece is just around general business operations. 
you know, whether that be designing tools to flowchart uh, process and procedures within the organization or value stream mapping to identify areas where things are taking too long or we have bottlenecks. Um, and then looking for solutions in that is uh, key. And just another question on that. So when we are talking about automating the AR function, then what would be the key areas within the accounts receivables function in, an, uh, in, in a mid-market CFO office that you'd recommend um, CFOs diving deep in to identify if automation can help? Yeah, I think it goes back to the, the expediency and the ease of getting billings out to clients and reminding clients that payments are due and needed. Um, there can also be automation around payment collection. Mm -hmm. uh, we see that in some of the smaller softwares where when the invoice comes across, people are able to just click a button and make payment. Um, so automating on the front end, getting the invoice out, sending reminders, and then for the ease of payment collection um, is absolutely where I would start. And if you talk about manufacturing industry, and given that you're working in a manufacturing in, uh, industry company yourself, uh, when it comes to accounts receivable, what are the top three areas that you struggle with the most in terms of ensuring that your team is able to do more with less? You know, for us, it is the uh, follow-up. Um, we make sure that we get the invoices out pretty well. <laughs> However, the follow-up has not been very good. And that's an opportunity for us um, in that automation space to be sending the reminders. Um, when customers get over 30 days, um, you know, somebody has to print a report and make phone calls or send emails. Uh, and then we see that the collections drag on. So for us, it really is about that follow-up and making sure we're staying in front of the, the customer. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so that's all from me today here, folks. And I really hope that you learn a, a few things for sure from Travis, who has been really sweet to take his time out and talk to us about the challenges and how should one solve them. So thanks, Travis. We really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's been a great experience. Great. We'll see you again next week. Stay tuned for more.